0: We are digital nomads. We work anywhere. We're not limited by location. We're not limited by self belief. We are works in progress. I'm Beck Power, and this is the Nomad Me Podcast. In this episode, I talked to my good friend Danny Flood about nomading full time, growth hacks, and a couple of other little things that you might find interesting. Let's do this. Danny Flood!
1: Hey Beck, what's going on? It's what, great to be here.
0: What is up, man? Good to have you. We are live streaming this uh, this podcast. I'm excited to be here with you. I've got so many growth hacking <sighs> questions. Are you ready to answer all of them?
1: Yes, sure. Um, do you want me to tell the tell you guys a little bit about myself or um, do you wanna get us up?
0: No, yeah, totally. Oh, well okay. you can introduce yourself first. Don't worry, I'm not gonna like right. jump straight into the how do you like growth hack Instagram? Like let's hear about you, who you are, what you're working on, and how you got started.
1: All right. Well, allow myself to uh, introduce myself. I, I don't actually do my own interest, so it's, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, they put me on the spot here. Uh, so I've been a, I guess, nomad for about nine years, I want to say. I, I kind of lose count, but um, ever since, uh, I don't know, I, I got a degree in advertising from Southern California, and I uh, hadn't really traveled much, but I really wanted to jump about doing all these crazy adventures around the globe and. Um, Started my first business with an advertising agency when I was about 22, 23. Uh, after a few years, I sold my stake in that. And um, I was traveling all around the world, working about two hours a day for a few years. I uh, got into a whole bunch of adventures. Oh, <laughs> how long is this intro going uh, Anyway, so it's about so, Life story, mate. Life story. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so um, yeah, I've just been enjoying life. And nowadays, I've written. Five books. I just about to publish my sixth one. It's called Dr. Growth and it's all about marketing automation, growth hacking. I've been traveling all around the world doing talks on growth hacking. I'm going to go to India next month to do some more live events. And What were your uh, other
0: five books on, if well? you don't mind me asking?
1: Uh, mostly about hacks. So I have a mentor. His name is Jared Hyman. He's uh, in San Francisco, and he was called the Runaway CEO. He was on the cover of Inc. magazine. So I reached out to him and became friends with him. And uh, he told me to focus on writing hacks, you know. And um, I also found that whenever I was posting stuff about hacks, uh, like on Facebook, for example, like boosted posts, um, I would get a lot of clicks on those kind of posts. Mm. So I, I knew my market was interested in that kind of stuff because I was posting, like, uh, i do like uh, sleep hacking. Uh, marketing, hacking. So I've got a book on email hacking, email marketing. Um, I've got one book called Buy Your Own Island, which is all about uh, living the nomadic lifestyle and making your dream goals reality. That was my first book. Monster book. It's almost 350 pages. Holy crap. Yeah.
0: My book's like 25 pages. (laughs) It's like not even a book. My new book
1: book is over 300 pages as well. Wow. Dr. Growth. It was supposed to be a relaunch of that original book. That was the only way I could coax myself into doing another book project was to relaunch book, my old book, but it ended up being a whole new book altogether.
0: That's amazing.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know how I coerced myself into writing a new book. How I don't long, think I want to do it again. How long does that take? Uh, it's, it's been a while. It, a book like that, usually you have to be working on it for about a year or so. Jeez. But I mean, I've, I've had other things going on. Like um, I have my agency, so I have a product I service now. And that's grown tremendously in 2017. Uh, don't let my unshaven appearance fool you. <laughs>
0: he's he's a lot smarter than he currently looks.
1: <laughs> yeah, she picked me up off the street. <laughs> and she found me on the sidewalk <laughs> and said, "All right, let's do podcast."
0: We were we um were supposed to meet. <clears throat> we've been meaning to meet for ages. Like I flew <clears throat> to Vietnam once, but you were not in the city that I was in. You were here in Bangkok. I was supposed to go out for dinner with you and Caroline, and then we didn't end up meeting up is one other thing. Like we've been meaning to meet. We finally did recently. And now I just feel like we've got a good connection. There's like lots of stuff that we're working on that is like really, um, synergetic. Is that the word?
1: Yeah. Synergetic. I would say. Um, and, uh, yeah, we both love marketing, so that's great.
0: Yeah, and I, it's cool to me, I think just as a nomad anyway, it's cool just to meet someone who like gets what you're talking about and like gets excited about hacks or like growing Instagram or like I had boosted a post the other day and I was like, "Oh, dude, check it out." So like 37,000 whatever. And was, oh, wow, that's really cool. Like, chicken, out, like how did you do it? And then I was asking him about how we hacks and so we'll get into it in in a minute, but yeah, it's really cool to meet people like that. So, um <laughs> If you're thinking about becoming a digital nomad, probably one of the prerequisites for me of of being a marketing digital nomad, anyway, is to, like get that excited about weird crap like yeah. Facebook reach and stuff like that.
1: The the biggest marketing secret is you just have to to do. Mm. You know, you have to put stuff out there because you can never become great at marketing by reading a book about it or even just listening to a podcast like this. You know, you can get set in the right direction, but you once you just like start testing stuff, you know, you boosted a post or you publish a podcast or video and suddenly something goes viral and you really hit a chord, mm-hmm. but you don't really understand it until you're actually doing stuff. You're actually running these kind of campaigns. And the thing that really improved my life the most, my life improved so much in two thousand seventeen. And that was my resolution for two thousand seventeen, my only resolution, because I don't really like resolutions anyway i think they're stupid uh was to double my rate of failure i listened to a interview with this guy uh fluent in three months benny, oh, yeah, benny yeah yeah
0: what's
1: that guy yeah <laughs> and they asked him how do you learn faster and he said "Fail 200 times a day he didn't even hesitate with his answer and so um <clears throat> a lot of my focus in 2017 was uh in, in terms of marketing, you know, the best marketers aren't smarter than anyone else. You know, they don't really like, um, they're not luckier than anyone else for sure. They're just out there making attempts and putting in the work. And that's how you can really kind of learn with like x-ray vision about what's going to work and how you can do better.
0: Dude, I agree. I think everyone who's thinking about getting started is like, well, not everyone, but I, a lot of times in me when I was getting started, I wanted to be good at it from day one. Mm-hmm. I wanted to like... Be, do a facebook ad and my first ad was just like, like amazing like i want to be a case study for oh my god look at this and i wanted that from day one and of course my first like gazillion ads were just total crap and i was you know i'd set them up wrong and everything was frustrating mm. and it's only like i'm not saying i'm really great and now i but i still practice all the time and i've gotten better and better at using some i think facebook ads is a fairly good example because mm-hmm. you never get it straight off the bat. <laughs> um, yeah, it's all about that execution and, and experimentation. And I think that that's, brings us nicely into your, hack, your world of hacks.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I mentioned doubling my rate of failure, failing 200 times a day. I prefer to do that as cheaply as possible. Mm. So I don't do a lot of uh, paid advertisements, but um, <clears throat> I have a simple framework that I use uh, with marketing. And <clears throat> initially I said in my book, Hack Email, it's a book about email outreach. So you can connect with anyone, you can close people, and you can do it all online for free with email. Um, initially, I, I set like I give people a minimum requirement say, devote only Mondays to marketing, for example, or say, I'm just going to send 10 pitches per day every day this week or every day this month and see where that leads you. And um, I had one student, he just read that book and he contacted me recently, cold email, and he said, you know, I just use the tactics in that book and I I contacted Seth Godin and uh, we got a collaboration together. I just want to say thank you. And then he sent me $500 for consulting because he wanted more of the good stuff. Um, So that's like the first minimum requirement I say, but if you're really serious, businesses are always growing or they're dying, you know? So growth is something that you have to be focused on all the time. And I use a framework recently that I call the fast five framework. And um, I have five different levels of, Marketing. i can't extract distracted because I see myself talking here. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make sure like everything in position right. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not used to doing this live. Um so so what I am gonna say is so there's five levels of marketing, and whenever I'm about to start marketing, I find that I kind of need to get those gears turning in my head. You know, maybe I just had a uh, breakfast somewhere and I need to get into the marketing mindset. And so I'll just start out with the first level is I'll just see how can I reach five people uh, with my offer or my, you know, marketing my business. So I might email five of my clients and say, um, you know, Hey, I've got this uh, great referral program. Do you know anyone who could benefit? Um, it doesn't have to be five. It could be four, it could be eight people, but it's just like, you know, one-on-one direct outreach and those tend to do really well. Um, and then I'll multiply that by five for the next level. And I'll say, how can I reach 25 people? And that might be like a post on um, some Facebook group. You know, usually I can reach a lot more people that way. Um, and then I'll multiply that again by five. How can I reach 125 people? How can I reach, uh, sorry, I'm not the best at math. <laughs> so I just keep multiplying by five. And then it might be like, okay, I'll, I'll email my newsletter, 6, 625, I believe, is the next one, and then 3,125. So I've got, you know, close to 3,125 people on my newsletter. So I'll email them or maybe I'll, I'll, a collaboration with someone else's newsletter and that way you know my message is pretty consistent because I'm promoting my business um, I don't really have to start from scratch I just need to change it up a little bit depending what the medium might be um, and then I can tap into different pools of networks that I have whether it's someone else's network whether it's my 50,000 followers on Instagram that I have um, you know publishing a story um, things like this and then that way I can hit different spots because a lot of people they'll, they'll focus only on one form of marketing um, and neglect other things you know they say I just we just want sales but then they completely ignore their branding you know so three years on you know, three years into the business and their branding sucks their website sucks because they've only been doing like you know direct outreach or whatever it might be they're only focused on sales mm. um and not they're missing out on a lot of other potential opportunities
0: yeah that makes sense I think I think people struggle with <clears throat> you know it's the idea especially as a nomad the idea of passive income and how they, you know, they just want to do something. They want to find the right thing that's just going to leave them with like this, this either increasing income or like just a stable income without them actually doing anything. But mm-hmm. one thing I've learned about growth is that you know you have to you have to be working on it all the time. You have to be trying to think of new ideas, new ways. I mean, um, there are. I, I think I got a list of like ten or twenty. They're not even. I wouldn't even call them hacks. It's just things that I. Try to do if if my sales are kind of stagnant or something. I'm like, crap. Mm-hmm. What can I do? Can I interview people and sell it? Can I do a mm-hmm. virtual summit? Can I do a five day challenge? Can I? What can mm-hmm. I do to get people like into my funnel? I mean, obviously, you can run ads and stuff, but I mean, everything takes maintenance, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it does. I mean, you mentioned passive income, and I have a lot of free time. Like my life at this point, I can pretty much do anything I want. I can go anywhere I want. Um, my day is completely up to me um But then, yes, you do have to put in like certain activities. Now, these activities—they don't have to be hard.
0: Mm.
1: You know, people think that, um <clears throat> especially when you have a lot of experience. The more experience you get, your career becomes easier and easier. Mm. And I was like just thinking about this yesterday: is that my life has become so easy these days that I feel like I, I need to get my discipline back because <laughs> <laughs> it's like
0: uh, Not a bad problem to have.
1: Yeah, it's like because you can afford to do stuff. It's like all right. Um, you know, I did I just made like a thousand dollars. I could deserve this bag of cookies or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but I shouldn't be eating those cookies. So I had a lot more discipline and you know, like uh when I was you know ten years ago when I was twenty-two. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so back to your point though, you know, businesses it's gonna stagnate if you don't do these things. Um but then they don't have to take a lot of time.
0: Can you give us an example of a of some of these growth <clears throat> hacks strategies?
1: Uh, well, I think if you really want to save time, if you want to work smarter, you want your marketing to be smarter, I think I keep a lot of templates, for example, mm. you know, because I like to say, first of all, marketing is very simple. All businesses grow from conversations. So my job is to facilitate those conversations. And when you scale them, that's marketing, basically. Mm. So marketing through, is sales through a mass medium. And so you're creating these sales conversations, and the conversations are actually pretty consistent. If you're trying to start alone from scratch with every single client, every single conversation, um, then it's a lot of work. But basically, you get a lot of the same common questions, you can get people's attention the same way. um, And it's all very consistent. Uh, Jordan Belfer, he's the wolf of Wall Street, says that every sale follows a straight line from opening to the close. And whenever you know things deviate, things start to go out of bounds and you've lost the sale. So it's very simple. You start, you have a customer timeline. You have a sales timeline and it goes from start to close. So once you identify that, you say, all right, this is my first message that I'm going to send a person to a person. I bought their attention. This is how I'm going to get their attention. Uh, <clears throat> after that, I'm going to pique their interest. Then I'm going to give them a, uh, you know, increase their desire and give them a call to action. So um, if I'm going to message someone cold the first time, um, I'll make sure I get their attention and say, you know, hey, uh, let's say I'm selling like Instagram marketing services or some kind of marketing services. And i will say like, you know, Hey, I've gotten uh, 50,000 followers on my account. Um, I'm doing this for clients as well. And we've grown their accounts as well. Uh, I can also give you a two week free trial. If you want to try it out, I'll make sure that the person's really targeted. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that they sign up or they were interested in an Instagram ebook or something like that. And I'll follow up with them. And, um, I get a lot of responses from something like that. I've gotten their attention i tell them why I'm contacting them in the first place because I'm just a stranger. And it's basically just a, a conversation that I might have with someone if I was knocking on their door and trying to get their attention. Uh, when I was doing door-to-door sales during the 2012 Obama campaign.
0: You door-to-door sales? All the best people have done door-to-door sales.
1: <laughs> well, not really sales. I was actually can- I was canvassing during the 2012 Obama presidential campaign, and I was a top-performing canvasser in the state of Nevada. Uh, during those two weeks and you know the script that they gave us they said uh hey i'm here on behalf of organizing for america you know can i have a moment of your time and i was thinking well i never heard of organizing for america so probably these people haven't either but everyone's heard of president obama you know across the entire world the guy won the Nobel peace prize so i changed the script to say hey i'm here on behalf of president obama you know the president is coming here next week and there's a chance to earn free tickets and I just have a couple minutes of your time, and you know a lot of people will be like um, closing the door on me, like you know get the hell out of here. And uh, I just tell them like you know why I'm here. I just need a minute or two, and I get their attention, I get their interest and desire, and then it's just about doing a call to action. And I just say I need you, just need you to sign your name and your email address, and that's all we need. Collecting email addresses, and then we follow up with them. Uh, I think the politicians and presidents they have like special privileges when it comes to. Uh, emailing people that us mere mortals are subject to because uh, I've unsubscribed from these politicians' emails, newsletters, and I still get emails from them. It's completely crazy. Uh, So the same laws (laughs) don't apply to them. Um, But the same thing you can do in online marketing. So I have tools that I use that, um, you know, send these templates or send these scripts out to people, and then I I know exactly how to respond to them afterwards, and I know how to get them onto a call and then convert them from there. And it's all about making it so easy for them to sign up that only a fool can say no to, Mm -hmm. and then you've converted them, then you've closed the sale. So like, you know, you say like, okay, I can get free tickets to see president Obama next week. Um, that sounds awesome. That's hard offer to say no to, or if I said, Hey Beck, you know, like you can get a $40 flight to New York, you know, um, that's an offer that's really difficult to say no to. And so there's a litmus test that I like to give people it's called the 4 a.m. test. If you were to wake someone up at 4 in the morning and, you know, deliver this offer to them, would they just say, like, you know, get out of my house, you know, I want to go back to sleep, or would they wake up and they sign up for that offer now? So if, they, if your offer is so good that they will get it immediately, then you can actually start to close people successfully and really start to grow your business.
0: Interesting. I read um, that it's really important to have an offer <clears throat> rather than a product, you know, if you just have a product and you're just selling it, like, oh, here's this thing, it's available all the time, like, mm-hmm. it's this much, people aren't going to buy it because nowadays they need urgency, they need scarcity. So um, putting together, instead of just having products, you have to put together, like, a bundle or an offer, a limited time thing or an event. Yeah, you need to make, make them a deal they can't refuse. I wonder, I'm just trying to think, like, I literally am like, how can I use that in my mm-hmm. own marketing and my own products? Because I know that if I just leave an offer there, and even if I run traffic to it all day, like, no one's going to do it. It has to be, like, a launch or uh, some sort of limited-time offer.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think it's also important, too, that um, you have to understand what the, the prospect's potential objections might be. Mm. So, sometimes you can come up with an offer that's so good that they are, like uh, – yeah. Right. That's that's BS. You know, so the two most powerful words in advertising are actually, yeah, sure. It's the innate objection that the prospect has. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you have to be able to kind of address that, show that you're like a real human being, show that you're personable. And if I'm doing like a one-on-one conversation, that's actually quite easy to do. So I really appreciate these kind of conversations, uh, when I'm talking directly to a prospect and I say that, you know, you know, it could be anything. It could say like, um, could be showing a chink in the armor, you know, showing that you're vulnerable that you're a human being just like the other person. Mm. So it could be like, <clears throat> yeah, I've got this great offer, you know, like we're getting great results for clients. Um, and I'd love to, to work with you. I'd love if you could just try it out. You know, um, I'm also trying to grow my business. I'm a hardworking digital nomad, um, whatever it might be, but just to showing like a little personality, showing a little vulnerability, mm. I think is also good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with that. Mm. There's, um, if you want to know more hacks, I'm going to tell you in a second, or he'll tell you where he can, where you can find them online. But first, um, can we do a quick fire round?
1: Oh, quick fire round! Oh on. yeah,
0: yeah. I Get ready. It's um, I am. You need to just say the first thing that comes into your head. <laughs> okay, you ready? All right. We'll do this. Um, what passion projects are you working on? Or yeah, what
1: passion projects? Passion projects. Um, Well, I guess work-wise, I have a love-hate relationship with, you know, books. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I like, you know, I love this stuff. I love marketing. So I wrote a book about marketing, but I'm at the point where I I feel like I never want to write another book again. (laughs) Uh, It's just just like, it's a lot of work. But um, I do find that if you're going to go the book route, it's, it's really good if you kind of create a business around your book. So um, I'm kind of using the book as leverage. You know, mm-hmm. if you have a book, you can use it as leverage to get podcast interviews like this one. You can use it as leverage to get public speaking opportunities. I've done a lot of public speaking opportunities on the topic of this book. Um, you can use it to repurpose the content. You know, create a video course, things like that. So you should really get as much mileage out of a project like that as you can. Uh, but work-wise, I feel like I kind of need like the next thing I do should be like more of a challenge. Mm. You know, because the stuff gets to be kind of easy. And then I get really bored. And that was the same thing where I was at with my agency before I was working like two hours a day and the work just didn't speak to me anymore. Mm. So I do feel like I kind of need a challenge, but I kind of go through these phases where my passion kind of comes from my life and what I'm doing lifestyle wise. So I, I mean, I rented a place here, you know, two stops away from here in Bangkok for six months, two years ago. And ever since then, for the last year and a half, I've just been completely nomadic, like, you know one week or two weeks in every place I go and um, you know really I've been really having a lot of fun with traveling and stuff so that's kind of been part of my passion Um, but then you know we're kind of just waiting and see what comes next.
0: Is the stuff that's in your bag that's over (laughs) the bags over there it's not that big of a bag is that everything that you own?
1: Yeah pretty much basically Uh, most of the things I own are virtual you know (laughs) so it doesn't weigh me down at all.
0: What are your top three (laughs) tools to use for your for growth hacking?
1: My top two tools? Three. Oh, top three tools. Okay. Um, well, I guess the first one would be my brain. So that would be like, that's the most important.
0: Digital tools, man. Digital tools. <laughs> you, do, you don't want to give away your secrets?
1: Uh, I, I can. I, I would say I got a lot of stuff in the book, in the new book, Dr. Growth. So uh-huh. if you want a full list, you can check out that. Um, I mean, the, the one I like to use, like I can't really say what it is publicly, so you can email me my number one tool. Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, email Dan- at Danny at
1: openworldmag.com. I'm, I'm like, I can put myself legally liable at risk if I uh, okay. say it, because I'm supposed to say it publicly. Uh, because That's
0: it's mysterious. Everyone's going to email you now. <laughs> I, I'm going to be like, tell me.
1: I'll, I'll happily tell anyone. You know, I, there's no catch. You don't have to sign up for my email newsletter or anything like that. Um, but I don't want to go on the record and say it, because I could, they, they literally like um, could discontinue my account if I say must probably... be really good <laughs> I um, do depend on it quite heavily um do
0: you use to do you use anything to stay organized or what do you use to write your
1: books usually um yeah okay so I know you guys want some some stuff on this I can't just keep everything secret um <laughs> so so uh as far as like hacks for how I write and work and stuff um I'm really per- big on like personal performance for instance so um, you know, one of my books is on sleep hacking, so I followed like polyphasic, polyphasic sleep schedule. People really enjoy the sleep hacks and do stuff. Do you do that now? Um, no, but I do follow a biphasic oh, sleep okay. schedule. So uh, I think it's really important. You know, around this time, it's three p.m. here this afternoon. Uh, the circadian rhythm tends to dip around this time. So, like Yeah, <laughs> it's it's good to to take a nap. You know, less than thirty mm-hmm. minutes around this time, and then your circadian rhythm rebounds again. Uh, just before 5 p.m. That's the best time to work out. Mm. Your testosterone really starts to peak at that point.
0: My testosterone definitely peaks at that point, yeah.
1: 5, 6 p.m., exactly. So (laughs) it's the best time to lift weights. Um, One hack that a lot of people know about is eating pineapple around uh, 4 or 5 p.m. can actually increase melatonin production by more than 250%. What? So I I actually eat pineapple every single day to help me sleep better. I sleep uh, a lot better and feel much better during the day usually. Unless I drink way too much coffee, which I have been doing lately, I have to admit. Uh, <laughs> um, another hack, you know, like for for performance, is getting a lot of sunlight during the daytime. Sunlight is really important; it releases serotonin, It makes you feel alert. It can actually replace a coffee. So around noon time, I like to get at least uh, fifteen minutes. I like to go outside for a walk, get at least fifteen minutes of sunlight each day. Um, but also getting as much sunlight as I can because that sunlight um, it actually converts to melatonin later in the evenings so when it comes through not through your eyes. So I don't like to wear sunglasses. Um, and I can actually wow. help, help you sleep better at nighttime. Um, you asked me about digital hacks. There, there's one that a lot of people know about. It's called Streak. Uh, I use Streak when I do email outreach, mm. which is very nice. Um, you can do a mail merge and do like mass customized uh, emailing, uh, email outreach, which is also very good. I did this experiment where I email, emailed more than 3,000 journalists and got a ton of replies. What? That's awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm a little, uh, the stuff I do is a little bit gray hat, you know, so I do stuff, you know, that's marketing wise that, okay, maybe it's, it's a little bit, um, I'm bending the rules a little bit, but I'm doing it with good intentions. You know, my intentions are pure. So So
0: I might,
1: I might do like a really cleverly worded message in my email outreach where, um, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm mailing like a thousand people per day, like hitting the Gmail send limit. But I make it seem like this is the only person I'm messaging that day. Yeah. And that's how I get the response. So I might be like, you know, hey, Beck, your, your name came up in a conversation recently. Totally positive, of course. <laughs> and uh, I just wanted to reach out with a quick question. So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of being a little tricky with my wording to make it feel like, you know, this person is like the center of my focus um, you know, we had this really positive conversation with someone. And they're thinking, like, who did you chat with? I'm
0: trying to think if you've ever emailed me that. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a second.
1: Well, I did it with all of my LinkedIn contacts. So I don't know if we're connected on oh LinkedIn. Oh, my God. Um, but that's the way that you can kind of do, like, a mass email where I think I have 1,500 LinkedIn contacts. Mm. But it feels really personal. And they, they say, like, wow, you know, who did you chat with? Or, hey, Dan, it's great to hear from you. Thanks for reaching out. Um, so even though I'm sending this message out with one click, you know, more than a thousand times, uh, I, I try to make sure that it doesn't feel like a mass email blast. And the great thing about Streak is that it'll actually customize certain variables for you, whether it's a person's website or whether it's a person's first name. So it can do a lot of that uh, work for you.
0: Wow, that's awesome. I'm definitely becoming a part of the 5 p.m. pineapple club right <laughs> after this. It's like in an hour and a half when you get myself a pineapple. They, just, there's a fruit cart just down at the bottom of my building So 20
1: baht for a pineapple
0: that is absolutely happening serving a pineapple um, one more question for the quick fire round where um, <clears throat> what's your favourite city or country to nomad in?
1: oh uh, well I spent more than two years of my life here in Thailand and uh, this came to the point where I was like alright I don't want to grow old in Thailand so I need to spend more time outside of this <laughs> country
0: yeah.
1: um, but um, there's, there's so many countries I like for different things. Um, I, it's, nowadays, I've gotten to the point where I like to live, I like to base myself in countries where uh, my dollars go a lot further. Mm. So I've been spending a lot of time in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia lately, because um, I can basically travel anywhere for dirt cheap from Kuala Lumpur, because uh, that's the AirAsia's base. Mm. So there's all these countries that I want to visit, You know all these countries that I've, I've been going to lately. Um, I've been everywhere in Southeast and East Asia, I mean, except North Korea. Um, so what I've been tending to do is like, you know, basing myself in some of these places where uh, I can get a lot of mileage for my for my buck, and um, travel around to a lot of places I haven't been. I like to travel to places like Hong Kong, uh, Seoul, Tokyo, places like that. But definitely not to live because I'll, I'll end up spending like four times more. So. I like to base myself in places like this, like Thailand or Malaysia. Vietnam is another good alternative that I like a lot.
0: Okay, cool. And like the last thing is <laughs> what is your advice to someone who wants to become a nomad or is thinking about it? What's your best advice that you can give to them to make that decision?
1: Um, stop looking for inspiration and focus on perspiration. you know don't stop uh, listening to so many podcasts, you know, there's some people like this one, you know, you listen to Beck's podcast, obviously, this is my podcast, (laughs) but what I'm saying is, the point is that don't overwhelm yourself with so much information, just get out there and start doing stuff, I'm at the point where, you know, for the last few years, I barely read any books, because I'm too busy writing books, Mm. you know, I don't, I don't really consume content, I'm busy creating content, and honestly, like, experience is the best teacher, you can read a book, but you're going to learn so much more if you just go out and do stuff and then, you know, see what you learn from that.
0: Yeah, exactly. I <clears throat> totally agree. And and the final thing is where can people find – I know that everyone wants to know your secret hacks and uh, particularly <laughs> your favorite tool. Uh, where can people find you online and potentially buy your book or find out more about you?
1: Yeah, so I kind of gave away an Easter egg here. My email address is somewhere in this podcast. Interview. Oh, my God. I don't know the exact minute where you can find that. Maybe it's like 20 minutes in. We'll
0: go back and like between 20 yeah. and uh,
1: 25 minutes in, I believe. <laughs> uh, that's okay. I'll give it away again. It's uh, Danny at OpenWorldMag.com, and I've got my blog OpenWorldMag.com. If you search my name on Google, you can find my books. Danny Flood, F L O O D, and um, yeah, I can't. There's some of the tools I can't really give away on this podcast interview, and I. That's deeply I apologize for that. Oh, no, I'm, I'm
0: just trying to girly as much as possible, man. You've <laughs> I, done well.
1: I'm not doing that because I want you to subscribe to my <laughs> I, like channel. I swear. Scout's honor, you know. Um, I didn't give him any prep whatsoever. Swear. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, you can email me if you want to get in touch. I'm always happy to hear from you guys and uh, let me know how I, can, how I can help.
0: The other thing is um, I work with Danny on a few <clears throat> things and you can actually work with him to uh, growth hack your business, right? I don't know if you're looking for new clients right now. I'm just pimping you out.
1: <laughs> yes, and um, I actually offer 125 for any referrals that you might be able to send my way, by the way. I didn't even know that. $125. I don't know how much that is in bot because you're using bot these days. So.
0: I, I've got bot brain, yeah.
1: <laughs> you got bot on the brain. <laughs>
0: yeah, I can do dollars too.
1: Uh, yeah, so <clears throat> we've been working with some of our clients and offering some of the same services. I actually have uh, around seventy Instagram accounts that I manage now, and we've grown—I I, don't—I've lost yeah. count—but over a million followers on Instagram.
0: You've been growing my account. What, what are we at? Yeah,
1: so we've we've gained about five thousand or six thousand followers so far um, since we started in December.
0: Yeah, not bad. So,
1: um, yeah, um, yeah. So we're we're doing this service, and it's what I call uh, expert experimental marketing so there's really no blueprint or guidebook that exists on how to do this stuff it's just kind of stuff like okay let's test this out let's see how it works and so a lot of the stuff like i just started doing it like it's in beta like a year ago or so mm. and i said all right this seems like a reasonable price um i'll give people a trial to try it out so uh we tend to do like a two-week free trial occasionally we do promotions where we get a month free trial and um you know people really enjoy that so um you know we're doing uh account growth and lead generation, things like this through Instagram, Facebook, messenger marketing, LinkedIn now as well as another big one, Mm. Uh, sites like Quora, other things like this. And we've been able to create systems for all these channels so that, you know, we're getting results consistently. I think that's the most important thing. I don't like to just, you know, try stuff or offer a service where, um, you know, like we, 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 we don't have like a established blueprint for doing it, you know, where we're just kind of like, all right, we don't know if this is going to work or not. Mm. We know this stuff is going to work and we've proven it over and over again.
0: Awesome. Dude, (laughs) it's, uh, we've got to, we've got to run. It's time out for us, but, um, thanks for being on the podcast, man. Really appreciate it. Always good to see you.
1: Yeah. Great to see you too. And, um, I enjoyed doing this uh, video edition as well.
0: I know it's everything's an experiment, you know, I'm like, yeah, woo, let's see. So if you guys are listening in yeah. and you want to see the video version, go to the nomad me, uh, Facebook page, it's facebook.com forward slash digital nomad me or one word.
1: I just wish I shaved before this video. Uh, chat.
0: I know. And judge Danny on his, uh, <laughs> unshaven face.